Hello everyone and welcome to a very special edition of Dudes Who Like Movies because it is three days, or no, what day? It's five days after uh, Alex's birthday. Yay! Yay. Happy late birthday! Yay! Happy birthday! We are on the road right now, so... uh, How's balls in here? Fuck. Yeah, well, I'll get the AC on. Oh, thank Christ. We are in uh, my car and we're driving to go pick up something from Facebook Marketplace, but... Uh, I said we'd do an episode, so we're going to do an episode. So hopefully you guys can hear us pretty well. If not, well, not much we can do. But anyway, so today, because it is, uh, we're celebrating Alec, one of our good buddies. Uh, Alec, we're going to talk about your favorite movies. So, and anything else you want to talk about. So let's go have at it, buddy. All right. All right. What you want to know? Uh, just talk loudly so the phone can hear you. Okay. Well, so I do have a top 10 of my personal favorite movies. Um, and, uh, I, I kind of had to think about it a lot, um, because, you know, I do watch a lot, a lot of movies. That's not even a joke. He has like a whole friggin' collection. I I literally probably have $2,000 worth of movies in my house. If you probably sold them on eBay, you'd probably get that much. I have at least the, I have, you know, the, the VHS things, which is like a mountain of them. I have three bins. I have uh, that full bookshelf that have all those World War II documentaries. Oh, and I just gave you two uh, movies for your birthday. What yeah. were they? You gave me Bridge in the River Kwai. Fantastic, fantastic fucking movie, by the way. And you gave me, uh, was it Golden Child? The Charlie Not the Chaplin? Gold Rush. Gold Rush. That's yep. Charlie Chaplin. Yep. I'm a good friend, so. Who is this guy? Huh? Guy behind me is all pissed off. I don't know why. Uh, anyway. It's probably because it's a red light. Um, yeah, no. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, my thing's not open, right? No. So, anyway. Um, so, what are, what are your top ten favorite movies? You can go from ten to one. Do you want to go from ten to one? Oh, whatever you want to do, buddy. Yeah, I guess, ten, I guess ten to one can work. Okay. So, for the tenth, it would be uh, uh, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, I'm a World War II person. I mean, it happened since third grade. My grandmother, you know, her husband, my grandfather was in World War II. So, because uh, that was her thing. Because, I mean, he was about 15 years older than she was, which at that time that was normal. And he went to, he fought in Europe. And so that was her thing was World War II. And she got me interested into it when I was a kid, when uh, my parents were divorced, uh, because I didn't really have any hobbies. And she gave me a dictionary. So World War II is your hobby, okay. It's one of my hobbies. Because she kind of, she, like I said, when I was a kid, she gave me a dictionary. And she was like, why don't you look up Genghis Khan or Caesar or, or Patton? She was like, had me look at all these people's lives. And it kind of got me into history. And then, you know, her thing was World War II. And we bonded over watching uh, Band of Brothers uh, when it came out in DVD. So every Memorial Day, we would watch it together. No, no, I'm sure it was a dictionary. It was an old dictionary from, like, the 80s. Oh, before... It was, it was a Webster's Dictionary. While I'm remembering, it's also Grace's first time on the show in, like, a month or two. Yay! So. But, no, I'm kidding. All right, what's... All right, so Dunkirk, why, so, is it, why is it number 10? Because, for me, it is probably one of the most realistic war movies that it, it's not stylized or telling, like, a fictional story at any point. It's, it, it's taking, like, an actual perspective that is, I guess, more accurate to me because there's like hardly any score to it. it it's it's silent there's gunshots there's fear and, and you know it's just one of those things where it's like this is what actually it was like in Dunkirk it wasn't just like you know constantly guns going off people getting killed left and right 
Don't you like not see the Germans at all? <laughs> not see the Germans. Don't you like? You see that? You saw them at some points. Like remember when they were in the town when you and I were watching it? Yeah, but you don't actually see them. You just hear gunshots and whatnot. Actually, yeah, that is right. That they didn't actually show them. They showed the, well, they showed I mean, the, that tank right, when they well, were in the town. Well, at the at the end of the movie, when Tom Hardy gets captured by the Germans, I think you see him there. But I think but that's about it. That's after he lands the plane on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tom Hardy. Um, but yeah, honestly, I, I really love Dunkirk. It's one of my favorites. And then I've never seen um, it. You've it, never seen it? No. It's good. It was my top. It was in my top three of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, wait, 2017? Yeah, came out in 2017. What? Yeah, we saw it in theaters in 2017, brother. No, I thought it was 2018. Nope, 17. Oh, look at it. Time flies. But anyway. Um, Number nine is Birth of a Nation. I not not the original. I was uh, gonna say nine, not, not, not not the one that was financed by the KKK. No, yeah. not the one nineteen. It was. Wow, yeah. Fuck. But anyway, uh, it was. It's not the original nineteen. Uh, I think it was nineteen twelve. It's not that one. I do ha- I do own it and I have watched that movie, but it is not that one. Um, it was the. You have one- it just for historical purposes, right? Y- yes. God. I don't. What am I a fucking clansman over here? No. But anyway. Um, uh, I own. I am talking about the 2016 Nat Turner Rebellion, uh, Birth of a Nation. Um, I really, really liked that movie. I saw it um, after I left the theater. It was the first movie I'd watched because I was like, "Wait, are they talking about?" Because when I first saw, heard about it, I was thinking, "Oh, are they seriously doing another one of those?" So then I ended up watching. I was like, "Oh, it's about Nat Turner." Okay. And it was it was gruesome. It was it kind of like the only thing I had a criticism was it kind of like sped along the events. But I think that was because of like you know movie purposes, mm-hmm. where they kind of had to gloss over a few things, like they had to skip some parts of Nat's life and all that. But on the whole, I thought it was a great movie. But and then I, I can honestly say I've never seen that one. It, it, I really liked it, but I think something what? happened with the star of the movie. He had some sort of controversy. I can't remember what, what it was. was. The star was it like one of those guys who like he's gotten famous since the movie's come out, or is he like still kind of like I don't know. Um, that I don't. Let me see. Um, it, I know it wasn't it, Chadwick Boseman. It was uh, his name was Nat Parker. Oh, or well, Nate Parker. I'm sorry. What um, has he been in? He was in Beyond the Lights, Birth of a Nation, American Skin, Red Tails, and Secrets oh, of Bees. I've seen Red Tails. So yeah, that was him, and he was in some sort of controversy. Um, gosh, I can't well, remember. Well, anyway. But anyway, it, yeah, it, I, regardless of whatever he did, I really liked his movie. I thought it was a fantastic Oh, movie. wait, did he, didn't he direct and write and star in that movie? I'm pretty sure he did, because I think that was why someone said it. I remember seeing something, because I know it broke the Sundance record uh, at the time, and I was like, well, it should have, because it was a fantastic fucking movie. Um, Sundance record for what? Uh, for um, was it most ticket sales or, or like okay, the most well, amount of money it made. Something like that, yeah. I think it was like the most amount of money it made in the opening night that year. But um, anyway, uh, I, I would recommend watching it um, if you're into history. Uh, like I said, it does gloss over a few things. And it's not the best historical movie. But for what it is, I really liked it. All right. Number, uh, what are we on? So, eight? Uh, eight? Yeah, eight actually. Uh, Schindler's List. Oh, God, that movie. That, Grace, it is a very difficult movie to watch. Like, it's, the, the, the it's one, a hard movie to watch. The one scene that actually haunts me 
is the one where the German commander is playing the piano, and, and you go around, you, they take shots of like the soldiers running up in the apartment complexes, then it, it goes outside the building, so you see the side of it, and then you just see flashes going off in random rooms. And it's just, and the guys are just like, is he playing Beethoven? No, 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 it's Mozart. And they're like debating on who he's playing. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. like they're like murdering people in the middle of the night in their apartments. Mm-hmm. And then um, wasn't there someone with a gun jamming or something? There was one where the I think he was the accountant uh, who became Schindler's accountant. Where he wanted the, Ben Kingsley. The, the, the guy, yeah, he, yeah, Ben Kingsley. He wanted him killed, and he the, the German uh, guy at the concentration camp, and he has his pistol. He tries to shoot him, and he cocks it back it goes closer he's walking towards him he's cocking it he does like four or five times and he can't do it then he's whacks him over the head with it and, and walks away and it was just like so Mike I forget wasn't because I know like Schindler he made he lit after yeah. Schindler what was he, the it was the was, uh, a, factory what was his factory it was a munitions factory munitions so he, he made he, it intentionally he, he, he told the guy who, um, who was in the foreman he said make sure none of them work mm-hmm. he said make sure not a single bullet that leaves here will, will actually fire he was because yeah, originally he was made. Uh, he just wanted to make a buck, and then and then when he realized what was happening, he just kind of like he realized a, how he, messed up it was. Yeah, and he was like, "What in the hell am I doing?" Um, but he saved. I think it was eight hundred people. And that Liam Neeson in that movie, it was so sad. Like the end where he's like, mm-hmm. "I could have saved more. I shouldn't have bought this that, car." That is the scene that gets me the yeah, most. Yeah, he was is, like, I, I, "I should have done more," and I, I can't believe this. But one, one of the guys look, like, look at saved. this uh, silver locket. That's like ten people right there. This car, that's like a hundred people. I could have yeah, saved. And, and he and he says like, "You saved eight hundred people. You've done more." than I think he saved more like sixteen hundred at least, or well, he, he well, saved I a couple remember, thousand. I think. I thought it was eight hundred. Now he he sold. I remember we looked it up when we talked about the Spielberg thing. Yeah, please look it up. I thought it was only 800 people, but I was, but still. Grace, Grace is here to be the fact checker. Yeah, fact check me. I'm telling you now, I probably haven't seen any of the movies that are going to be on your top ten. Probably. Well, you might have seen a few, maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, maybe. But, um, the, and the also, I really liked it was an all in black and white. Oh, yeah, except, except for, for the one scene where the. You like, saved 1,200. 1,200, okay. Yeah. But and then that, that also the only the, the only shot of color that I remember was that little girl's red coat. Yep, I forget what it's supposed to symbolize, but oh god, was it? Well, I think it was innocence, wasn't it? Yeah, like the innocence of a child during this whole war or something like that. And yeah, I know uh, John Williams. So that movie won Best Picture, Best Director, and I know John Williams won Best Original Score. I can't remember what else it won, but I know it won like a bunch of good, a bunch of Oscars. Oh yeah. So um, anyway, uh, anyway, went number seven. Yeah, uh, Blues Brothers. Never oh, seen. I have seen that. One. That is my favorite movie from the '80s, even though it came out in 1980. Yeah, it's got Gary it, Fisher in it. It is. It is just a ball to watch. I mean, I, I when I watched it last was last year in January, where I went down to my uncle's house in North Carolina. He was he's been real stressed out, you know, he's having some problems with you know money and all that. And he lives in this big old house he made a couple years ago um, when he actually had some, and he had a little movie theater downstairs. And I was like, hey, um, when we watch one of my movies, he's like, all right, fine, blah, blah, blah. He's like, what do you got? And I was like, I got Blues Brothers. He's like, Blues Brothers? I haven't watched that movie in 20 years. So we're like, you're like, all right. So I put it on, and he sits down. This man is just in, like, you know, a white T-shirt and boxers, and he's sitting, he's having, like, a fucking ball of a time. He's like, oh, my God, yes, this, blah, blah, blah. He's even, like, he's having so much fun. He's, like, telling me all about the musicians that are in there because he really, he really likes jazz. And he's telling me all about, you know, uh, Little Richard and, and Ray Charles, and he's like, look, I, he did this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was blind, and I'm like, yeah. He said, yeah, great time, and honestly, I did too. What's, what's the point? I have not seen that movie. The I've point seen- is, these two brothers, they grew up in this orphanage, 
and they're trying to save the orphanage. They're trying to save the orphanage being torn down because they're they're out of money. And uh, God, fucking um, Dan Aykroyd's entire basically his entire shtick in that movie is every time someone asks what they're doing, he's like, "We're on a mission from God." And uh, they go and they try and get their their band back together, and it's it's a bunch of like musical numbers. It's it's just one of those movies that they will never be able to make again because like you know it's like all this the, these people came together in this movie and it all just kind of worked and I, I haven't seen a movie like it honestly nice um, I, it's just so good especially the uh, the uh, was it, I think it was Jackie Brown when they were in the church in the beginning and then everyone starts like having seizures and they start dancing they're having a great time I thought that was an awesome scene <laughs> um that that's another good one. Um, but, uh, All right, so now what are you? You're at you did number seven, Blues Brothers, right? Yep. So what is number six? Casablanca. I've actually wait that yeah I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Humphrey Bogart, my favorite actor. I've never seen it. Oh my god! It's I, the, I it saw it the, in. Um, it's called the greatest love story ever told. I would disagree, it's, but that's what they said when it came out. But I remember it came out in the forties. Well, I was gonna say I remember yeah because Ing. Ingmar Bergman was that the female lead? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Or uh, no, I can't remember who the hell was the lead. But anyway. I, I think it was. I believe it was Ingmar, if I remember right, because uh, I, I I watched it three times, it, uh, and I swear it's what said in the credit. But anyway, regardless of her name, it is a fantastic movie. And it's about this guy who owns a, uh, what they call it, a gin house out in Casablanca, which is part of Morocco. Yeah, I was going to say, it's in Morocco. And, it um, is Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. Cool, who thank plays, you, fact checker. Uh, yeah, she's a bitch in that movie. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. really kind of vicious. Ingrid Bergman. And, like, she made, she puts, like, Humphrey Bogart through, like, all these emotions. It's like, of all the gin joints in the world, she came into mind. Because the, like, the idea was that they, um... God, they were lovers before or something? They were lovers before in Paris, and then they, it was broken off because of the war. Um, and Because this is like, yeah, I think it's like towards the end uh, of World War II. Um, was it? Because I think it came out in 1941 or two or something. Swear, I, I, th- I think it came out, out. I think 42, I think. I thought it was 42. Pretty sure it did. I mean, it's a good movie, like I said. 42, 42. yeah. 42, perfect. So, but anyway, um, I believe, I think it was coming, they were talking about, like, the, like, maybe it was, or maybe I was mistaken, but I can't remember what, what had happened, but I remember they were in Paris, and they, it had ended, and then they, then they found each other again at his gin house, and they wanted to run away, but they had this fucking snooty little German guy who was there, and he was keeping an eye on them, and, and their whole thing was they were gonna try and escape. And the end of the movie is probably one of the most famous scenes where they're standing on a runway and there's a big old plane and he's in a trench coat and, you know, the hat, which is the style back then. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, well, well, I think she said, what, what if uh, I never see you again? He's like, well, we'll always have Paris and then they kiss. Honestly. Because the point of the movie is that like he was going to run away with her, but he but, ends up saving her new boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, or he, I believe that's what it was. I believe he ended up saving her um, because she had had a new, a new lover and he... Because um, I think felt the, like he should have he should have done that I think because he felt bad because I believe he's the one that ended it if I remember right I don't remember um, I've seen it, it one time I, I, I have, I have not it. watched it in a good five months 
um, since the beginning of pandemic. So, I mean... I, I saw it in college my last year, so it's been about a year and a half now. I've yeah. never seen it. It's, it's, I'd recommend it. What's up? Oh, if you're not an old-fashioned woman. All right, so what are we at? Number was five. That? We're in that top five, boys. All right. I've only seen one so far. Oh, well, brother, wait, where art thou? Well, hold on, because number 10 was Dunkirk, number 9 was... Breath of a Nation, then Schindler's List, Blues Brothers, then Casablanca. Okay, so number 5 is... Oh, said, brother, where art thou? I've seen that one. Yeah. Such a good movie. So I've seen it one time. It I is... It, it. I, I got into it because when I went to see my, my brother down in Nashville, we went to the Country Music Hall of Fame. And I've been there. Oh, wait, no. I was in the, the Songwriters Hall of Fame, not the Country Music, sorry. It's okay. Um, but anyway, I went there... After we went to the, you know, went to Elvis Presley, we went to a bunch of other museums too. Um, I think it was Civil War one. But anyway, so we ended up there, and they had a whole display case dedicated to Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Mm-hmm. And I think this was uh, three years ago. Was I thought that music was more bluegrass than country. Uh, well, bluegrass is a subset of country. When you think about it. Well, okay, yeah, you got a point. Yeah, but anyway. Or no, I thought bluegrass was a subset of folk, but anyway, I don't care, whatever. I, I think they're, I think they kind of fall in the same category, but anyway. Um, I watched it, and it was probably the most American movie I had ever seen. It's about all these escaped convicts in the South, like the like the the forty South. Yeah, George. I think it's the like George Clooney's in it. It came out in two thousand. I'm trying to think if there's any George Clooney movies I actually like. Batman. No. Don't even start. Why not? Oceans. I haven't seen Oceans, but I know I've, I've heard good things. Don't it was Batman and Robin. Was it Batman? Yes, yeah, it's Batman and Robin. All right. Well, you have the the card that said Batman on it. It said. Oh, the Bat credit card. Yeah. Bat credit card that said forever on it. We, we don't talk about that. But anyway. Poison Ivy, Uma Thurman. Oh God, stop it! But anyway. It's a good one. Oh, uh, Joel Schwarzenegger's in there as Mr. Freeze. Joel Joel Schumacher just died. Okay. But anyway, back to. Sorry, back to what. And back to, oh, brother, where art thou? Yes. They, they, these, these guys, they're in a chain gang, and then they end up escaping. And um, they're trying to, they're fleeing all throughout the South. And they're, and they're just. Well, cause it's basically like, um, it, it's basically like the Odyssey. Yeah. And they all go through all these trials. Like one of them, he gets baptized again. He thinks that'll, because I think he killed a man. And he gets baptized in a river because you hear them singing, like, let's go down. They mm-hmm. see all these people walking down just somewhere in the middle of the woods and he's like I've been baptized I'm saved I'm saved and then the other thing that I find funny is George Clooney is trying to find Dapper Dan uh, hair cream hair gel I'm a Dapper Dan man I can't do anything else (laughs) (laughs) that that thing always gets me the Dapper Dan stuff Um, is that your favorite Coen Brothers movie it's it's up there I really like Hail Caesar though too I like the Big Lebowski more. Big but. Lebowski, Hail Caesar, um, uh, Fargo. I like Raising Arizona as well. Oh, that's actually not bad either. Oh, No Country for Old Men's great. That is true. Anyway. But anyway, Oh Brother Art Thou. I like the, 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 the choice of music and where they put it in, like, um, Over Candy Mountain in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was another good that was a good pick for a song uh, at that um, particular point. Um, I just, it also is visually good, too, even for a movie from 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just thought it was a great movie, especially the uh, John Goodman scene where he has an eye patch. Oh, that's right. Doesn't he play like kind of like a big he, daddy he's, type? He's, or... a, he's like a snake oil salesman or a Bible salesman, rather. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a wild movie. I liked it a lot. I think people should watch it. All right, so number four, Rocky, the original. Hey, Rocky. 
Yeah. You, Rocky, you, you can't go to Mars. You can't fight the Martians. Martians, there's no air there. Well, that Martians, no. If he wants to challenge me to fight, who might have said no? You can't breathe on Mars. Well, if I can't breathe on Mars, that means he can't breathe, breathe. on Mars. This just reminds me of a college humor skit that I saw where it was uh, guys who like movies and the only impression, one of the only impressions they can do is Rocky. <laughs> and none of them are good. Except they're all going to do their impression of Yo, Rocky. Yo, Adrian. Adrian. Hey, look what Rocky gave me with his money. Anyway. <laughs> but um, I, I, I enjoyed it because it's an underdog movie. It's it's a love story a bit. It, it's it's just especially after watching the Creed movies that came out one and two. It's just like damn. Real cause, quick, because in the second Rocky movie, his son was born, right? In the second one, um, Creed's son, I believe, was born. Yes. No, 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 no. Rocky, Rocky's son. No, no, no. The second, the second movie. Yeah, Rocky two. Rocky's son was born. I thought it was a third. No. Second. No wait, no wait. You are right because he he mentions. But he has the big old house and the and the, the little kid has the little. And fucking what robot. I'm what I'm trying to think of right, is you are right. was Rocky's son. Yeah, he was in uh, Creed too, right? Wasn't he? No, he was. Was he? he I think he was mentioned because. Uh, no, look that up because I'm pretty sure he was, was in Creed too. I don't remember that. I remember. Um, no, wait, that was the first one. Thing that's right because we right. we saw it together, yeah, right? We Creed two. We saw it together. I remember the first one. I think that's probably what I'm thinking of. Is the first one where he's like, "Yeah, I tried to teach my son to fight, but he wasn't a fighter." And I remember that. Maybe that. Maybe he did meet the second one. I have to rewatch it. I've only watched it twice. Um, but anyway, the reason why I like Rocky one so much is because, like, when you look, when I watched the Creed movies, and I and he's talking about Adrian, and then that really depressing scene where he walks up to the cemetery, mm-hmm. and he's like has the chair there that no one touches, and he just sits there and reads the paper. He's like, I get, he's like, it's getting harder to get up the, that little hill. And it's, like, not even that big of a hill. It's, like, you know... Sorry, we're, we're talking about the first Rocky, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hold on. And it's just, like, damn, that's sad because he's getting old. And so when you go back to rewatch the first one, it's just, it's just, it's just like, this is the origin of who he is. And um, everything that led up to, like, you know, the Mr. T fight, the Drago fight, is that they reference all the old Rockies, really, except for the first one. Because mm-hmm. the, after Apollo died in, in Rocky 3, or 4 rather, right? It was 4, right? Yeah, 4. 4. After he died in Rocky 4, they kind of don't really mention it. They do it in, like, passing. But I think that's the one that kind of where it started it all, and it's the best one out of all of them. Oh, and it won Best Picture. It did. Yeah, and, I mean, he wrote it after he was in porn, too. So, so I thought that was impressive. Sylvester so Stallone, he has an Oscar. Yeah, if he didn't know that. <laughs> He should have gotten the Oscar for Creed, but you know what? He really, he really should have. Best supporting, he really should have. Yeah, well, Mark Rylance got it for Bridge of Spies. I don't know why, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, Bridge of Spies is good, but wasn't good as Creed. No. Um, but anyhow. What are we, number three now? Number three. Dan, you see this movie? Silence. It's a great movie. It is a very difficult movie to watch, though. It is. It is another one. This, I, is, um, this is Martin I, Scorsese's. I think I've said this before, but the first and only time. Well, okay, I think I've seen it once since, but first time I saw it was on a plane from. DC to Frankfurt. Because so I recommend I had time. I had time. It was on there. The so. reason I saw it was because it was supposed to come out in theaters, um, I think it was December 2016, right? Yeah, it was. It, um, it came out late 2016, yes. It came out December, it came out in the theaters December 2016, but the only show they had, this is a two and a half hour movie, mind you. Almost three hours. Was like nine o'clock at night. And I thought it was the only one that. You know, I was like, well, damn, why is our theater so stupid? But then I saw a YouTube reviewer. Oh, God, I forget his name. I think it was like Stone Gremlin Productions or something. They do movie reviews. And he was like, yeah, it was weird. Our show was at 9 o'clock. I'm like, okay, so it's everywhere. Because it, it was limited release, then wide released. Mm-hmm. It was about these two Christian missionaries 
in um, the what 15th century in the in, in um uh, 16th century the 1500s yeah and they um are they're they're sent to Japan to which go is run, find run. Liam Neeson who was their their main their master basically because Liam Neeson was a missionary in Japan he, he and he goes missing he yeah he, he and he, so uh, they're sent from uh, I think it was Spain or Portugal to go rather find him. down there to go see like where is he and along the way. Um, it was um, Adam Driver and um, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. God bless it. Andrew Garfield. They're going down there to find Liam Neeson. And um, they get down there and the Japanese at this time, they were very hostile towards um, Christians. Christians. Yeah, cause they were, because they were this was after... By... They were run by Buddhists, right? Or... Yeah, they were run by... No, they practice um, a Japanese religion. Uh, which is, I think, called Shinto, if I remember right. Anyway, they, they basically, they do not like Christians. And this was after the end of the Sengoku Jihad, so the Tokugawa are in charge. And Ieyasu Tokugawa was very anti-West. He, he's the one that closed Japan off for 300 years. Um, but anyway, he go they go there, and they have to be hid by the locals. And every time that there are, are Christians that are found... Um, in the, you know, wherever they are, they are persecuted by the Japanese officials. And the only way that they avoid persecution is to denounce their faith. Mm-hmm. Like, they had, there was one scene where a guy, a policeman, I guess you would call him, he comes out with a plate that has Jesus' face on it, he throws it down and says, step on it, and we'll let you go. And the people that don't step on it, they beat the shit out of them, they kill them, they do all this other stuff. Like, and there's that's, one. that's why I like that movie, because it's about themes. It's like, when is it, you know, when well, is faith, um... What's the word? The power of faith, and you know the fact that like when is, when is it? Um, I'm trying to like I'm trying to. God, the whole the whole idea like you know. Is your are your ideals worth dying for? Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, yeah, because there's at one point Andrew Garfield is sitting in, in a room and he's like, when I pray, I feel like I'm praying to silence, which is where the movie's name comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even a Christian, but this was Martin Scorsese, who I love. And he had said he waited almost like 25, 20 or 30, 30 years, years yeah. to do this movie because like, I just wanted to make sure I could do it right. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, it, it was so good. Like, And I mean, as a Christian, yeah, yeah, it is one of those movies that makes you not really question your faith, but it just kind of reinforces your faith about how just like, you know, is it worth, I mean, is like, your faith worth all this trouble? I mean, you know Adam I mean? Driver in the movie, he drowned trying to save people that the Japanese had basically tied weights to like hey and they were just letting him drown because they wouldn't renounce their their christianity and there was also that scene where they tied up those people into like uh they crucified him in front of the ocean the waves just hit them really hard remember that yep um i just and then at the end um andrew garfield seemingly converts to buddhism or Mm -hmm. shinto whatever whatever it was Uh, i can't remember exactly but he as he's being he's put into like a, a little traditional casket thing to be burned this little basket um he, you see the inside his dead body but he's holding a little cross I yeah that so was you're a nice not little, sure if um that was a nice little tidbit yeah you're not sure if uh if it's legit or not yeah exactly anyway number two number two city of god it's a it's a Brazilian movie which is called Cidade de Deuces, if I say it right. That's Portuguese. It's a gangster movie about the slums of Rio de Janeiro, and oh my 
God, is it brutal. Uh, it, it, damn, I, it's, I, I it's hard wait. to describe because it's like, it's just a movie you have to watch. It is so fucking good. Like, there's, there, it's very brutal. Like, there's one scene, it's about this guy who calls himself Rocket. That's his nickname in the movie. It's, it's actually his life story, apparently, too, at the end of the movie. He's like, oh, yeah, now I'm a, this came out in, like, 2001 or two or so. I think it was 2001. Let me to look it up. Please. Okay. Um, City of God. Yeah. And, um, anyway, he's like, now I'm a photographer out in, um, in Brazil. And I'm just like, wait. 2002. 2002, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, wait, this is your actual life story? Damn, dude. Um, because they, they describe, like, the system, how they do it down there in the slums. Um, they talk about how the poverty is killing them, how the drug dealers, how they are constantly fighting, um, and how corrupt the police are, and the bad conditions of the area, and the, the city of God is actually a, um, an ironic name, because they think the place is a goddamn hellhole. Well, I was gonna say, because I thought there was a movie called City of Angels with, like, Nick Cage or something, but... I think it was Nick Cage. But, um, yeah, it's a hellhole there, and they call it City of God as a joke. Um, but... There, there's just some scenes there that people, they can't watch it. There's one where there's a little kid in a diaper. He's like five, the, this child. And they were, they were like stealing from a shop owner. And then the main drug lord that's in control of all the slums is like, who robbed you? He's like, these little kids. So they find the kids. They corner them with guns. And he's like, hand or foot. And he's talking to this little kid in a diaper. He's like, and he's like freaking out. And he's like, hand or foot. He's yelling at the kid. He's like, foot. He shoots him in the foot. Mm. And the kid just starts crying. And the blood just comes out, and he's, he's it's, you know, it's, it's all a movie, well, but yeah. it's based off real events. The kid just starts crying, you see the blood coming out of his foot, he's like, my foot, my foot. And it's like, what in the hell, man? And, and there's one scene where this guy, the drug deal, the drug lord, he has a best friend. The best friend is like, I want to leave this, I'm done. And he ends up being killed by a former druggie, who was like one of their little drug boys, or one of the Aaron kids. And he, he goes on, like, this whole bender of just violence. And he, the, the, the drug guy tries running to some, some local one who's trying to, like, you know, break up the, the other drug, the drug lord's thing with his own little thing. And he's like, you just killed the coolest cool, because that's what they called the drug lords was the cools. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you just killed him. And then he shot him in the head. He's like, we can't deal with this. So they killed him. But damage is already done. He's going on a rampage, and he starts killing a bunch of people. And in the end... He makes a standoff with the police, and Rocket is in between the, the police armed with guns and the drug dealers armed with guns. And there's some people that try and fight it. Like there's this old army guy in there. Um, I forget his name, but he was a, he was a crack shot with a rifle, and he's joining like a resistance and everything. He ends up getting murdered by one of the people he gave a gun to. And the reason is told because when they were robbing a bank for money, a security guard tried to stop them. He's like, don't do this. And he pulled out his gun. He got mur- he got shot by uh, the army guy. And it turns out, the guy, he's, he gave the kid a gun. He's like, why do you want to fight? He's like, I want to kill the guy that killed my father. And then you find out after he shoots him in the back that he's the one that killed his father. Fine. We can it, stay here for a minute. Yeah, it's it's a great, great movie. What, oh. um... All right, number one, I, I feel like I know what the answer is. Can yeah, I, can I just say Apocalypse Now? Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Oh my god. I love, love, love. That movie made Marlon Brando want to quit acting. It gave Martin Sheen a heart attack. And fucking... <laughs> Coppola was on cocaine the whole time he was writing the fucking movie. <laughs> Neither have I, Grace. <laughs> 
it's based off my favorite book, Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. And it's loosely based off. That one took place in colonial Africa, where this one um, takes place, obviously, during the Vietnam War. But the, the theme is still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's basically saying that um, deep down, all human beings are flawed creatures. We all have hearts of darkness where we are. We can look good on the outside, but deep down, we're just animals just waiting to be let out of our cage. And that's the point of the book. And then in the movie, the same thing happens where Marlon Brando, who was, uh, I believe it was Sergeant Kilgore was his name. He is like the perfect soldier, but eventually he snaps. He just, he forgets everything, becomes a, what they call a godhead in Cambodia, mm-hmm. where he's leading like a, a religious cult of, of killers. And he they send Martin Sheen with a group to go kill him. But along the way, they do some fucked up shit. Oh, I believe it. Um... Like, there's one scene that I thought was funny where they're bombing a forest with, na- with napalm, and this crazy-ass colonel comes out there, and he's wearing a Union, like, a Union soldier cowboy hat. He's like, God damn, I love napalm in the morning, the smell of napalm in the morning. And then he's talking to one of the guys in the group. He's like, you're that surfer boy, aren't you? Very famous from California. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm so-and-so. And then um, they're going down a river in enemy territory. It is, like, the middle of the night you see a helicopter come above with a searchlight with a recording playing and the guy it says um give me back my surfboard charlie don't surf <laughs> and i'm just like and there's a is he fucking crazy and they're like we're in enemy territory blah, 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 blah. and oh my god the ending is probably my favorite where marlon brando is giving um his monologue and why he's doing what he's doing and it's just like it's it's very dark like it, there's one where he's like we gave the we gave children uh, vaccinations in this little village, and when we left, an old man came chasing us down, saying the Viet Cong the Viet Cong had come back, and we went back there, and they chopped off the arms of all the children, mm. where we put the needles in, like where they injected them, they chopped their arms off. That's messed up. And he was like, he's like he's talking about horror, and he was like, you don't know what horror really is, and it's just like. Fuck, dude, he's seen some shit. Like, I could see why you snapped finally. It's like, damn, dude. Um, in the ending, you see Martin Sheen sneak up on him, and he gets when these like this hatchet spear thing, which they used to kill a bull in it. Like, you actually see them cut a bull's like neck down, and he starts chopping up Marlon Brando, and his last words were the horror, the horror, <laughs> and then he dies. And I was just like fuck that's such a good ending but it kind of shows where you see martin chi in the beginning he's like this good soldier blah blah blah. then he sees his head emerging from like this murky swamp you know he's becoming an animal and he he butchers him like an animal so he's kind of like he's proving his point that you don't know what horror is it will break you you will become this thing and he became the thing it's just such a good movie (laughs) well and on that note Anything uh, else you want to talk about real quick, or? No, I, I'm good. Um, that well, was just, that was just my my did, movies. Did you have a good birthday? I did. And did you uh, watch any movies on your birthday, or? Uh, oh, that's right. We watched Cars. We watched Blazing Saddles. Yes, we, we did. Cars again. Oh, nice. <laughs> I made burgers, and they were good. And you made chicken. It was good. Yes, I did. Yeah, God, everyone I made was all French fries. That's right. Yeah, it was so good. Anyway, so thank you all for listening. Hope you all wish Alec a good happy birthday. Happy birthday.
birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. Cool, cool. All right. Well, then, on that note, thank you all for listening. We wanted to do a special thing for Alex's birthday, and we did. So, y'all have a great day. Take care.